Hey, this is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hey. Hi, friends! Welcome back to the final 2018 episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, and the man next to me is nude from the waist down, and is currently trying to crowdfund his boner into his mouth. <laughs> That's Jeff Clark. Hey! And transmitting from the North Pole, Santa's bearded fuck elf, Shuddy Boy. Here we go. Last one. Last one of 2018. No. Uh, uh. It's been a solid year. I feel like we've done less shenanigans in 2018 than the previous six years or shenanigans, as in like less three um, of us. Yeah. Not talked less shit, but I'm saying like there's been like less dares or like uh, like stunts and stuff like that. Um, which is, I think, a natural pivot for us, being that we're all, you're in your mid-30s, so is Shuddy, and I'm approaching it. Well, well happy birthday, Shuddy, who officially transitioned anymore. to his late 30s on Christmas Day. Yeah. What's late 30s, though? You're saying 36? 37. 37. 37, yeah. 38, 30, I mean, so that's I look the only way to like, slice it. I look 31, at- 32, 33, early 30s, 34, 35, 36, mid 37, 38, 39. I look at this like uh, the A or the letter grading system in, in, in school. So 97, 98, 99, 100 day plus, 96, 95, 94 is A. So that's like what I would consider mid, yeah. right? Yeah. And then the higher would be, yeah, 37. I was trying to mount an argument for you, Shuddy, on being in your mid 30s, but you have no argument. You're old. As no, fuck. I, I'm. I'm... Coming to terms with being in my late 30s. Real quick, I know you have a, we have a lot of reviews, a lot of year-end shit to talk about, but I have a sports Lots ball of that I want to do because I know this is big on Shuddy's mind and it's, I want to bridge him or bring him into this as All well. Right, well, I have a feeling I'm going to regret doing this, but... Sports with a G Clark. Jeff Clark is gonna talk about sports. Yeah, sports and his family stuff. And his playing cast. <laughs> yeah, Christ, ridiculous. I love it. We need this. <laughs> we have not heard that in very long. Jesus, this is so awesome. Not long enough, in my my opinion. Man. You're a great broadcaster, Kevin. I, I, <laughs> if you just cared about sports, we could make quality content. Anyways, so Shuddy... Imagine if I cared about anything. <laughs> Shuddy, I uh, have a question for you. This is one of the more fascinating NFL questions that I've had uh, in a long time, I think, for, you know, for myself, or I don't know, one of the more fascinating subplots of the NFL season. The Philadelphia Eagles, Shuddy's team, recently turned back to their uh, backup quarterback as... We talked about last week, Big Dick. Oh, yeah, Big Nick, Dick. Big Dick Nick Foles. Um, and he's playing his ass off. 
the Eagles um, got Carson Wentz, who was their second pick in 2015's draft, or maybe 2016's draft, and is a generational talent. I love him. Philadelphia loves him. And he came back, and he played fucking awesome for the Eagles. But the team really didn't look as good, and they 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 aren't – I don't know. Their, their offense isn't as potent as when it, they have Nick Foles, despite the actual – the obvious disparity in talent and even and even numbers at times between Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. So the question that I have for Shuddy, and I think this is a real Philadelphia fan football man-to-man conversation and sports co- conversation that needs to be had is at what point do you do you is Nick Foles the guy? See, the thing is, when he shows his I'm dick, by no, by I, I'm no means an expert, but. There's no way Carson is going to be 100% this year. There's there's no way. He came back as early as humanly possible from multiple torn ligaments in the knee. There's no way he's going to play as aggressively or as, you know, with reckless abandon as he did last year, not knowing what his knee can take. Um, and I think he was too tentative with the ball. He held on to it too long. He was missing easy throws because he was not comfortable on the knee. And I think that's why Nick Foles came in and is playing so well is because he's just, you know, he's he's of the thing that we've got to do something or that's it. And he's just flinging the ball and he's trusting the receivers. He's trusting the receivers to make the plays and not thinking that he has to do it all of it. All himself, which is what I think Carson feels. Zach, Shuddy took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Zach Ertz. Like, I feel like... He, he never had a Carson, connection. My bad, go ahead. Like, Carson Wentz is... I've got to do this on my own, and the only person I feel comfortable enough to trust to make plays is Zach Ertz, who's closest to the line of scrimmage. I'm not... He's not flinging it in there, take, trying to take a hit to throw a 50-50 ball to, to Alshon, which we've seen in the last couple of games. Nick Foles has no problem doing. Yeah, that's Nick, great offense. Nick Foles I love will that. let you fucking hit him in the chin, and he will get that ball to where only Alshon Jeffrey can barely snatch it out of the air. But it, it happens, and Carson wasn't doing that. I, uh, I'm torn because, I mean – Nick Foles is a folk hero in Philadelphia at this point. Like Nick Foles, yeah, with that big fat cock. Yeah, like I would guess that the uh, the um, Nick was one of the more commonly used baby names in the Philadelphia From the area. Super Bowl babies, yeah. absolutely. Well, uh, Richard Christie and his wife Kristen named their kid Carson because okay. they're giant Eagles fans. Okay, well. I mean, I, maybe, I would they, say, maybe they should have made his middle name Nick. I would say Philly's splitting the baby on that one. <laughs> well, was he was he born before or after the Super Bowl victory? I don't fucking know, man. How old is he? Well, I'm, I'm I'm grasping at straws here to stay in the fucking. I guess conversation. that's the same question, right? <laughs> I got no. You're doing good job. <laughs> I got. I have a sports ball question. How right, is uh, LeBron's penis? Shut the fuck up! Come on, we're having. A, <laughs> just give us two more minutes, and then we can move on. I know you hate this, but but I'm I'm, I'm fascinated uh, by this. I, I really, I don't know how, how, I mean, if Nick Foles, if something magical happens, how do you, A, get let him walk, but how do you pay him, to, how do you have 
forty plus million dollars locked up on two players. Right. Let me set up. Let me that let me, play the same position and can only be on the field one at a time. Sure. Let me throw a scenario your way. Let's say that. Um, let's say that that the Eagles, uh, the football gods, smile down on the Eagles today. Vikings lose, Eagles win, they get in. Let's just say the Eagles can't. They can't have the same magical run they did last year, maybe, but they win a couple games. They're defending champions, and they fucking go out um, in, a, in, a, in a heroic effort, let's say, by Drew Brees in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, I guess that's what, getting back to the original question. At what point is it like you just kind of throw your arms up? Like, I guess Nick Foles is the guy. Like, what can you – like, I hear what you're saying about all the money, and, and here's the thing about Carson Wentz is – what. What you said, I absolutely agree with. I agree with all the points, and a lot of them are like meta NFL, um, like like it's not numbers back. But I agree. Uh, if you look at the numbers, dude, he had a higher completion percentage by nine points this year, a better quarterback rating. It doesn't show in how the team's playing or even how he's playing, but like his numbers are fucking awesome. And yeah, it just doesn't and matter. Like, it's like Nick Foles it, is just a lot of looks better with issues. the team. Between not trusting the knee to be 100% and feeling like, well, Nick came in and did this last year. So I've got to I've got to play lights out. I've got to do it now this year. I, I think he just put too much pressure on himself. Yeah, I agree. And, it's uh, too much hero ball out of him. I'll listen to that for sure. Yeah. And, and I just it's it's a much different situation than than we've been in for a lot of years where to have two quarterbacks that the fan base and the city are absolutely in love with for different reasons. And you can't, you can't let Carson go because he's 24 years old. His upside is whether he realizes it or not, the potential is so much greater than what Nick Foles has left. But Nick Foles came in, Last year, everybody thought we were out of it, won us a Super Bowl. Nick Foles came in this year, everybody counted us out, and now we're fighting for a playoff spot because of him. It it could completely change. the if, if there is a way that the Eagles could keep both of them, it could change the landscape of football forever. Which oh, is no. Weird Not that. To say, That's a bold statement. Which is weird to say, but could you imagine a situation where you have a quarterback to close out the season? You have a closing quarterback, like you have a closing pitcher. I absolutely could not. No, if that happened, that, that would. It, I, that, that would. If that, that, that seems, would be absurd. Is this what it sounds like seems, when I talk about Spider-Man to you? Yeah, kind of. This seems Christ. so fucking ridiculous. But Nick Foles is making a case that that might not be a terrible idea. Word. Well, hey, dude. two years in a row. I mean, but but I love Nick Foles. Um, I love I'm going to be sad to go and. I will root for him as long as he goes anywhere that's not the NFC East. That's fair. All right, uh, that's all I have for this. I really wanted to. I really wanted to ask this. I nailed my funny bone. It's a. Oh, that it's a pressing question for me, but Kevin is. Uh, Kevin was out right when he right after he played the sports ball. Holy Christ, that was painful. My God, <laughs> drop. <laughs> you did all right. You did all right. You threw in a question. It was nonsensical, but well, you see, Nick has you know the guy and he throws the ball, but then the guy he kind of holds on to the ball and he's young. He's not that. Don't not you that. sit through 
daily MMA conversations that you don't really know what's going on as well. I feel like you're used to this. I just think about boobs. All right, well, I guess you thought about Spider-Man. I used used that time to reflect on nipples, Jeff. (laughs) Yeah, all right. (laughs) Dig deep into the spank bank, get a a little (laughs) semi-chub. Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, fair enough. Thanks for... Thanks for uh, looking the other way on my little sports ball topic. I haven't done well, it in a while. We're, we're officially in what Doug Benson calls the holiday taint. We're sandwiched right between Christmas and New Year's. I love uh, that. What a nice. I'm going to steal that. I'll give credit then. Yeah, yeah. I'll attribute it to, to Benson. So, Shuddy Boy, holiday. with your birthday falling on Christmas, granted, it's the only birthday slash Christmas you've ever known. <laughs> is, it, is it still weird? Especially yeah, being a dad, it's not really. It you know, it's never really been like about my birthday. It's always been Christmas, and then we do like birthday cake afterwards. So, so do you do you harbor like a particular resent towards the Lord? No, no, <laughs> I don't a, have old, not this not, age. No, but when, no, when you were a kid, a, yeah, not at this at this stage. And like when I was little, my parents always we always did my birthday on. New Year's Day, so it was separate from Christmas. Oh, so you had so. to wait like a fucking a week for your after your birthday to celebrate your birthday. Well, yeah, like my parents ah, would give me my, bir- my birthday present on Christmas, but then we'd have my birthday party on New Year's Day. Baby, it was just always stealing my thunder. <laughs> That's what baby shy boy sounds but like. But now I don't really care. Right. Now it's just whatever. I'm very, I'm jealous of you to be honest. Uh, now that I mean, obviously, when I was a kid, or if I had this your birthday when I was a kid, I'd be pissed. But at this point, dude, I hate my I don't like my birthday, especially since since I've been in this committed relationship. My my girlfriend is so fucking festive. She wants to like I don't know. She wants to like travel and do things on my birthday that I don't want to do. I really just want to sit on the couch. So and, you're like, like Ron Swanson and she's Leslie Nope. Yeah, just... exactly, exactly. Per- Thank you for making that analogy. That's perfect. <laughs> Um, so like Christmas, if I could crack them out both in one day, Christmas and my birthday, it would be like, be a gift from the gods. Can we just throw Easter in here too? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, we're two months away from Valentine's day. Actually not even. We're like fucking, I don't know, like 45 days. Let's just do Valentine's day. Yeah. Fuck it. The day after Christmas. No one's doing anything (laughs) the day after Christmas. (laughs) So I'm jealous of you, Shuddy. I don't know. I, it's not like. How how often do you get sweet birthday gifts at this age? I feel like not very often, so I don't know. Well, I mean, be great to Sharon and my parents both, you know, tend to knock it out of the park. So it's that's yeah. good enough. I guess people love you. I don't know. <laughs> like, like I got a Brian Dawkins jersey from my parents for my birthday. That's Sharon took sick. me to the Eagles game, and I got those sweet ass Jordans. That is pretty sick, actually. Yeah, you did get hooked up. I got a cardigan. Let's see. I got a cardigan. DDP yoga. No shit. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. You tried it out yet? Uh yeah. I like it. I like it. I uh I don't know. I'm 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 fucked up about like the old yoga teachers. Like I don't really like them that much. And the way he does it is cool. And it's is a little different. And it's it's not even like I th- I feel like I like doing yoga while someone's cutting a promo on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also I like that his workout or his yoga is more like workout based and like 
I just feel like yoga that's more like meditative isn't for me. And I don't like more like connecting. I, I don't want to connect with my breath as much sitting in a stationary position as much as I like to like flow through yoga poses and connect with your breath. I know it's getting kind of You don't want to feel yogi. the energy coming up out of the earth and coursing through your body? Yeah, no. I want to I want to build the energy myself. I don't believe that the energy is coming from the earth. <laughs> Fuck you, earth. I got this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't I'm not trusting the earth and the whole <laughs> energy building part of this. So, I like I like his his yoga. Uh I got like the $50 version or maybe it was 70 but 50 on the holiday uh discount. I think that's the one I got too. Yeah, I wish that I probably just ask for like the more comprehensive pack if you I want mean to it comes with a lot of DVDs yeah I have, I, four, I have yeah. four DVDs but there's like really the green so there's like uh, different like difficulties uh, on the workouts and it goes from it's almost like tarot or <laughs> it goes from green yellow red dark red you know so obviously the dark red are like the most intense workouts and I started in like the second darkest red just to like like, I want to see what's up. Yeah. Like, what's up, dude? And like, it was good. Like, I was sweating. I was sweating. Um, so the, 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 the next step up, it's going to be real good. But I, I don't think the green's that strong. So that's kind of a bummer. So I just I've wish so that I bought a bigger one so I could have more yellow and reds. You know, like, I, I, I seeing this like staycation coming, I, I was like, oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to get back into a workout routine. I'll do yoga every day. I'll get a run in. I ain't doing shit. Yeah, you just do more shit that you like to do, like yeah. smoke pot and watch. Yeah, Kevin TV and I movies. played Fortnite in the middle of the day. Oh, kick several so much times ass. this week. So good. <laughs> I played Fortnite at work on my uh, on my phone because I just. Got, oh yeah. man, the phone sucks. It does suck, but it was like I've never even tried it. I just heard Tim talking about how much it blows. I bought an. I bought a new iPhone. It's got all this. It's got all the storage on it, and really, I don't. I don't need it. And I, honestly, like it's such a good problem to have because I was my last phone had like 15 gigs, and I was always deleting old podcasts and like always getting notifications where you got to clear up your storage. Yeah. This one I got like I think two, two fifty or one maybe one twenty eight something like that, and it's just like the most it's ever had is like 25 gigabytes. So like I'm chilling. So it's like, I got the whole foods app on here, which I'm never going to, never going to fucking use. Like, uh, I'm going to try to get more games, which I don't even play. I have the Mario video game and, and what's the app there we're just talking about that I'm, I'm spacing. Oh, Fortnite. Yeah. Fortnite. Fortnite. So I, I'm going to try it. And it's like a fucking three gigabyte app, you know, but it's, it's sick. Like it looks just like the video game. Right? Like, yeah, but it's fucking impossible playing on your phone from what yeah, I Yeah, it is. But it's not the but you're phone's also playing, fault. It's, you're also playing with other people. I think it just puts you on a mobile-only server. Yeah. But, it's, um, but yeah, I mean, like you, can, you know, you're, you can't complain about Fortnite or the phone. It's just the unreal. Yeah. It's just the unfortunate scenario. Well, I, I played the fuck out of some Spider-Man on PS4. I blew through the DLC on that. What a uh, fucking Fortnite with Shuddy and... Uh, this game Psychonauts. It's like an old PS2, Xbox One game that there's a sequel coming out to in 2019, and it's on sale in the store for like two bucks. So I was like, "Oh fuck it, I'll download that and play that again." Get a nice little refresher before the sequel comes out. I've been trying to do. I've been working on. A, I got an idea for a comic book to write. Nice. So I've been laying the groundwork and doing a lot of research on that and plotting out the story. Can you give us issues. an elevator pitch or are you keep it close to the vest? Nah, just because I don't have it registered or anything. Right. Okay. Like when yeah, I, and this when podcast I write a, big shit. We don't want anyone to steal it. Hey, man. For the know. record, I you would like know. to help. 
if you need anything. All right. I'm down. He's going to need some acai bowls. Well, but I know that... him and I have talked about it. I know what he's writing, oh, what he wants okay. to do. All right. So you, you were Kevin uh, I'm, confided I'm in you. I'm privy to the information. Me. Yeah. Well, I'll, I will tell you, Jeff. No, I don't even want to know anymore. Tell... All right, fine. I don't, you know, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> it's too cool for you anyway. When, but... when do you think you can get this comic book off the ground? I have no fucking idea. 2020? <laughs> no, Two, I got, three. I've got a lot of the groundwork done. I've got, I want to do five issues. I've got like basically three issues plotted out. I don't know. I'm, it's, it's weird because it's, it's, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm basically yeah. just being a poser and I'm like looking at comics that I like and kind of seeing how much they fill, how much dialogue they write per issue. I don't know, I'm feeling it out as I go, but yeah. I'll get there. So despite uh, growing up and reading comics your whole life, you understand that you need to go back and do it again in like a studious approach, right? So yeah, now, I never really... Now, are you like counting like characters on, on, on chat bubbles, you know what I mean? Or if that's the word, uh, dialogue bubble? Well, I, I transcribed an issue of a comic mm-hmm. just to see how much it fills mm-hmm. in like typed out form. Because my whole life I never read comics with the intent to ever write one. It was always just something I loved. Like, I started analyzing movies really young because I always knew I wanted to make them. That's fascinating. But I never, I never did that how with many, comics, Okay, so. so how many of these have you transcribed? How many words per comic do you have? Have you? I'm not doing like a word count. I'm just seeing... Why not? Because I don't care. Well, that's exactly what you're trying to find out, though, isn't it? No. I'm just seeing okay. how much it fills. I'm, I'm not looking at it through that close of a microscope where I have to get a character count. Well, word count, yeah, I don't know. All right, I'm looking at this. He's I doing guess, more a of a page approach. count because you write them like a, almost like a screenplay. And sometimes you'll get a you'll like on mm-hmm. Wednesday when you buy a stack of comics. Sometimes you'll read a comic and you'll blow through it in like five minutes, and other times you'll pick up an issue and it's a particularly wordy one, and it takes you like 15 minutes to read it. Sure. So you got to, I guess, dial in on the style that you want. Yeah. Either way, that's not that's not what I was trying to get into, but. All right, I thought we were this nerding was, out and nerd stuff. This was my first Christmas with no family. Yeah, you spent and, Christmas with me. Okay, well, let's, well, let's, you know, let's right. watch the phrasing. What? You do have a family. You're not family-less. You just didn't that's spend you Christmas with your family. <laughs> that's where this is going? You got, like, you got real defensive of Helen and Nana? <laughs> yeah, they know they're important. Yeah. Well, I got some news for you, Shuddy. My entire family exploded no, my on December 23rd, Christmas you insensitive no, prick. No family. You're making it sound like they've all turned their back on you. I what made my family Jesus. disappear. All right, Jesus Christ. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take another stab at getting through a sentence. God, Nana hold on. fucking deserves better than this, Kevin. You are such a fucking pussy, Shuddy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> go, go ahead, Kevin. And actually, if uh, I can correct your grammar uh, real quick, that, that sentence you, you started out with. Hold ah! on. Before you go any further, I just want to make a note that his family's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very important fact here. <laughs> so I stayed in L.A. this year. I've never done a Christmas in L.A., and I've always heard people saying how it's like a ghost town. It's like it's like this is the time where if you got if you got errands to run, this is the this is the time to do it because there's nobody on the road. It's yeah. Well, those people are everybody stupid, pieces out, right? Yeah, those, it's not that uh, places aren't open to run errands. Like, what are you talking? We're gonna go to the gym. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get a solid workout in today. Then I'm gonna go to Ralph's. 
No. Actually, Ralph's is open. One, one of my Ralph's. One of the Ralph's by me were open. Yeah, and you know what? It was fucking packed. It was, yeah, yeah. because everyone, like, there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> yeah. Whole Foods is closed. Trader Joe's is closed, so the only option. Fucking, uh, the, the Grove was, was swamped. They had fucking parking cones and multiple people out there waving shit like there are air traffic controllers. There's just so many people yeah. in this city that... Even with people piecing out and going home for the holiday. But the, the yeah. busy, like, the places, like... Like movie theaters, like any place that is open is it's, going to be packed. Yeah, like absolutely. So my Christmas Eve, I was I was just gonna, I we our last Ella show of the year was that Fondue Ha show, and our homie Ben Glebe stopped by and he promoted. He was like, "Yeah, if if anybody's staying in LA this Christmas, you don't have any plans. I'm gonna be at the Comedy Store doing like one of those those like forty comic potlucks. That's like." You know, a three, four hour show. And I was like, that sounds like a fucking cool ass way to spend Christmas Eve. I'll just get an Uber to the comedy store, throw back a shitload of beers and just watch hours and hours of comedy. So I was at the office or no, no, the night before I'm, I'm, I'm on the computer, but I'm like super fucking stoned. And I look at the show that he was talking about and it's like, yeah, Christmas Eve show. It's free. Just all you got to do is click this button in RSVP. And I was like, oh, all right, that's all I got to do? F- fuck it, all right, I'll handle that tomorrow. So I go into the office because I have to finish scheduling out all of the Jason Ellis vacation shows that are airing while we're gone. Your logic is just so I, dumb. I check my Twitter. Just wait, yeah, no yeah shit. just wait. I, I check Twitter, and I see <clears throat> Sam Tripoli retweeted someone being like, hey, that comic potluck at the comedy store tonight, special guest is Dave Chappelle. And I'm like, motherfucker. So I go right to the comedy store website, sold out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because all you had to do was click that little button. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. And yeah. old, I mean, old stupid-ass craft. Yeah, it's like you never develop. No. Right? Like, you see your issues. I'm a little bit of the same way, right? I mean, I got fired from a job, or from jobs for the same reason, just kind of being a dick. Uh, yeah, you got you got your car towed when there was a perfectly good free open parking yeah, spot right like, here. And then the next week, you go and park in a fucking... Spot that's going to get you towed again. Yeah, I can't be exonerated from doing dumb shit. As a matter of fact, that's probably why this podcast, why we're so tight on this podcast and off of it, is because we all do dumb shit. Yeah. But you, I don't know. Obviously, it adds to the podcast, so that's nice. But didn't you get it to a comedy show? Obviously, it wasn't Christmas Eve, or... I think it was day after Christmas, maybe? Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was Wednesday. But it really is, like, I don't know, all paths do just lead to a dick in my ass. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. You you have some if I if I had shitty luck. If on the <laughs> alternate timeline I had clicked that RSVP button, let's be honest, I probably would have fucked that up too. Yeah, you would have. Dave Chappelle could be on our show right now. Yep. Yeah, there Shut, you go, Shuddy. Yeah, yeah. Here's that line of logic. Just like you would have joined the Mile <laughs> High Club with those two German chicks if you talked to them. Same type of thing. Oh man, what a fucking I don't awesome deep callback. Holy deep shit. Pull. Yeah, I, I don't. Some people don't forget you, booger eater. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I did fuck that up, but, you know, I went home, got stoned, and played video games. So dude, My me. Christmas Eve was jam-packed and kind of sick. So, Kevin Spacey's dumbass released that video on YouTube, so that kept me busy at work. I really, I went into work. I didn't go into the office, but, like, you know, signing on remotely or getting online and having to work for eight hours. I was thinking, like, man, Christmas Eve is dead. No one's going to be doing shit. Nope. No, I had 
I pumped out like three or four video, four videos on Christmas Eve. That was annoying. Yeah, leave it up to the uh, the unemployed kid toucher to have uh, no plans on Christmas Eve to go fuck things up. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be a mall Santa, but I don't know if he's gonna register. It'll probably be tough to get that gig. <laughs> uh, but then I I went my my uh, my girl's family invited me, my brothers, obviously my girl over. We had my brother. My brother made like an Oreo peanut butter pie, which just does not fit the menu for what they got going on there because they're healthy. Oh, they're all health nuts. But they loved it, right? Of course, it's nice. fucking Christmas, whatever. And my brother actually knocked it out of the park. Much different than his goulash attempt. We can talk about that, dude. I fucking, I fucking hated that. And <laughs> and, and <laughs> wait, hold on. Hold on. I, I, wish, wanna, I, I don't want to jump the gun on this. Tease it. Yeah, my bad. I don't want to jump the gun on this one. Uh, um. Because we got to talk about it. And then I went to a Brazilian party at my, my, uh, I went to my girlfriend's Brazilian, uh, my, my, my girlfriend's Brazilian homegirl's house for a Christmas Eve party afterwards, which was a lot of fun. They had like, uh, Brazilian desserts there. My girlfriend made a torta de bolacha, which is like this, this fucking, I think my brother was talking about it, bragging about it to you the next day. Yeah. It's like a Brazilian tiramisu and she knocks that shit out of the park, dude. It was impressive. And we had such an awesome spread, dude. And it was like a traditional home Christmas, and it was n- n- the complete opposite of what we got the next day. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> so, like, Jeff had no idea what he was going to end up doing for Christmas. My plan was if if Jeff had something to do, I was probably just going to get super stoned, go to the Arclight, and maybe watch multiple movies. Because I've, I've actually never gone on Christmas Day to the theater and see a movie. But Jeff was like, yeah, if I don't go do anything with her... We're just going to be hanging out in Long Beach. We'll go see a movie. We'll go see Vice. I was like, all right, sure. That seems like a like a decent Christmas. So we're. I'm trying to figure out what's the best time to head down there. I'm sitting here fucking still lazy, sitting in my fudgies playing PlayStation, just enjoying the shit out of my life. And Jeff's selling me on like, oh, Cheech is going to make his Christmas goulash. It's supposed to be fire. I'm like, what the fuck is fucking goulash? I did always put a modifier in there. I was going off of what other people told me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I got never, that. I got yeah, that loud okay. and clear. All right. All right. Cool. So it was like, so I I check Google Maps to see how long it's going to get me to, to Long Beach. And it's saying an hour and 40 minutes. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm going to like, that's going to put me there way late. Because I know you guys wanted to start dinner around like six and we get some smoking in, bullshit a little bit before we go to the movies. Yeah. So I hit the road. Google Maps must be so, like, fucked up by Southern California being, like, empty. <laughs> yeah, they're That just... it was like, it was like, sure, we're showing zero traffic, but there's no way that could possibly be. So, yeah, it's still going to take you an hour and 40 minutes. I made the trek from Studio City to Long Beach in, like, 40, 45 minutes, which has to be, like, a fucking world record. It's that's definitely insane. a Christmas Day special. And that's the yeah. one thing about, like, you're saying L.A. is a ghost town. The only place where that's obvious is the, the freeway. Yeah. Like, people aren't on the freeway, and that, that is a good thing. So I get, I get there right around, time, right around like 6 o'clock when Cheech is, put, I guess, putting the finishing touches <laughs> on his, his... Finessing his goulash. His magical Christmas goulash. <laughs> it was just like spirals bought from Ralph's mixed in with like... Did you guys trick me into eating pork? Was that like chopped up pork sausage or some shit? I could have been. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I have no idea. It probably was. Now that I, I didn't even think of that. As I got a couple issue. bites in, and I was like, "It's probably pork, but fucking whatever." Uh, yeah, Christmas. I'll, fuck it. You I'll, know? I'll, 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 I'll chow down on Cheech's Christmas goulash. 
Here's the thing, and this is what I've what I've realized is that like, <laughs> dude, if you want a good Christmas situation going at our age, like we as men just have to be prepared to take ninety five percent of the responsibility on that. And deferring to to my brothers to hold it down was was a mistake. If I wanted something more, and here's the thing, I smoked a lot of pot, watched a lot of basketball, won money. Yeah, you seemed like movies, you were feeling all right when we hung out when with I, our friends. So it was all good. But I do, especially coming off the day that I had on Christmas Eve where the fucking dinner was so sick. Everyone chipped in. Well, not everyone chipped in, but it was, the dinner was awesome. It was a great experience, great traditional Christmas Cut dinner. Cut to Cheech's Christmas goulash. And it was the ghetto, most ghetto <laughs> shit we did. It was so Long Beach. It was awesome. It was awesome, dude. It does have its charm to an extent. I just... I'm happy that me and you have the relationship we do because I do kind of feel bad, you know, but it's like you're the homies or whatever. Like you'll get over Uh, it. But it's I don't know. You had nothing else to do. I thought the goulash was going to be better. I really did. I don't know. When I when I think Christmas, I I immediately think goulash. I didn't. Well, well, that's the thing is that like it's not a traditional meal. So it's like unless you live in Chernobyl, it's not a a traditional meal unless you're Turkish. Um, But. The way that my brothers like talked it up, I was like, "All right, he must really knock this out of the park." Like, my I'm looking brother, at the Wikipedia page for goulash right now. So my other brother Bill makes a stir fry ramen, which is just like a stir fry of like top ramen with like chorizo and like fucking dollar frozen veggies. And dude, it's flight. I, it tastes so good. Maybe I always eat when I'm high, but it's so good. And if he told me that, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm down. Let's do it. But so I kind of thought the same about my goulash, like or my brother's goulash. Like I knew he was getting the like. Come on, he's getting the macaroni at Ralph's. I know that. Like no big deal. You're gonna get Berea or the fucking Kroger shit. I'm no, I'm not tripping on that. But like the fucking Jimmy Dean sausage. Now I'm like, all right, son, come on. <laughs> but I haven't said any of this to them. I I, I just. I haven't really talked to him. I'm not like I'm shy about it. Is, but I haven't really talked gonna... too much about Christmas. I'm not going to shit on them on Christmas. When is it going to break Cheech's heart? It's just a crappy thing to talk about. I got. <laughs> I don't want to be it's like. What fucking... if they were? What if they admit to the fact that they've been bullshitting you and that they knew it wasn't good? I don't know. I don't want to. I just don't want to get to the crux of the issue. I'm just never going to eat the goulash again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I'm like I don't know. Like, it's some. You know, my brothers are on some hood shit. Whatever, whatever. It's you know, it's it's funny because like mid twenties you know, is, is crisp Christmas unique. meals. I don't know. I don't know what people usually think about when they think of a Christmas meal. My I'm family, holiday ham. My family usually does like um, chicken and wine sauce. I'm ham. Holiday ham. Grown up. This week, this past Christmas at my uh, my girlfriend's family's house, we had turkey and it was it was delicious. I got to say, I was thrown for a curveball when it was like the. Yeah, Cheech, Cheech's Christmas goulash. We're going to have some traditional Christmas goulash. I was like, hmm. They can, like, my that's... brother can make some pies, can make desserts. And, like, I just thought, like, they're like, hey, this is Cheech's goulash is bomb. I was like, <laughs> all right, fuck it, let's go. Like, I'm down. All right. And it just, you know, and uh, you, you, the way you described it is how it was. So, uh, but we, we uh, continued my Christmas tradition and went and saw a movie. Uh, and basketball was good, so I actually I had a I had a decent enough Christmas. I I hope your Christmas wasn't wasn't horrible. It's memorable in its own way, though. I I had a blast. I got super stoned, went off, and we saw Vice. Yeah, is that I was oh. gonna say? Is that all you have for the Christmas conversation? You want to start yeah. doing reviews? Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, we saw Vice. 
And I'm very interested in your score. I didn't need. We both reviewed it briefly on our ways, on our way back to the car after the 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 uh, after watching the movie. Yeah. I think we have two completely different takes. Maybe you've developed yours a I little don't, bit. I don't know if they're going to be too drastically different, but like, I don't know. I was I've never been much of a politics guy. I never followed politics. I never even knew the difference between a Democrat and a Republican. Up until, you know, America elected its first reality star president. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? And started paying attention to a little more shit. But, like, I don't know. Going into that, I, I never really knew too much about Dick Cheney's story other than he was, like, you know, he's got some shady deals with, like, being the CEO of an oil company and all that shit. And, but I never, I never had much of the detail, so... I know you guys were bummed out because it was like, yeah, all that shit I already knew. There was no, no new information in that. And I'm, again, even, even though I barely follow politics now, it's still like, I don't know, Vice was never too high on my C list, you know? Yeah. It on my watch a, list? It was for me. I mean, I thought Christian Bale killed it. I love Adam McKay's uh, first, I guess, foray into politics or like news affairs. With uh, the Big Short, the Big Short's one of my favorite movies, probably the twentieth, the twenty first century. To be honest, like I know that's yeah, I know you've always been big on that. Been a huge, it's honestly, I love that movie. Um, um, and it speaks to me, and it's you know, it's set in New York. It's my, it's just my shit, whatever. So I had high hopes for Vice, and I was really let down. I, I, I really, how I, how I describe the movie, it's like a studio executive emailed him Dick Cheney's Wikipedia page, like, dude, just here's your script, make a movie. And, like, he... See, I knew... All right, so, like you said, you didn't know much about Dick Cheney. I knew a lot about Dick Cheney. I'm not a politics guy. I find him and the whole George Bush administration to be pretty fascinating. Like, when people circle back on it in history and they look at, like, the lowlights of George Bush's presidency, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, like 9-11, didn't catch bin Laden. Like, the financial crisis. Like, Iraq war. Like, it's just like, what the fuck, dude? Like... You like it's crazy how badly he whiffed in his eight years, and Dick Cheney was the brainchild on a lot of that. And but they Adam McKay didn't do a good job spinning the the the, the story forward. He didn't do a good enough job making Dick Cheney an evil guy. Like I heard some podcast say that that some people thought he they lionized Dick Cheney. I didn't see it like that. I thought it was actually kind of cool that he. He went to bat for his lesbian daughter and yeah. selling her out for, for years. Yeah. I mean, that was some real shit. Like, all right, dude, like, whatever. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll call him how I see him. That's some real shit out of Dick Cheney. But, like, Dick Cheney is an evil motherfucker. And they didn't drill down. Maybe they didn't have the information. That's the thing is that I think they put their, their whiz team and their PIs and their movie writers on this thing. And they, they found nothing interesting about Dick Cheney. So they shouldn't have made a fucking movie. And the whole... Talk about Christian Bale winning an Oscar. I don't get it. Like, yeah, he gained weight. Good for him. But, like, and I believe that that's an accurate portrayal of Dick Cheney, but he's monotone the whole time. There is no, there is no, it is not a struggle to to duplicate a Dick Cheney performance. Or, you know, it's like, I feel like I could do it with the right makeup. Like, it's very easy. I'm sorry. I know that's some people are like rolling their eyes and that's ridiculous, but like it's pretty easy lines and you just say like it in a very boring voice. 
And I, yeah, there was no like, what was the climax of the movie? At what point were you like, oh, that's the coolest part? Nothing. And like this, there's a fascinating situation in, in Dick Cheney's history, not too not too uh, far back, where he shot some guy in a hunting trip. Yeah, they, that was like two seconds. They glossed over in two seconds, like. The, the, the guy who got shot ended up apologizing to Dick Cheney's family. How did that happen? Talk us through that. Like, that's your, that's your job as a movie maker, as a storyteller. Like, oh, yeah, he just got him to do it. And, like, I don't know. Like, it, it just the whole premise is just, like, it may, again, lionize isn't the right word, but, like, it does kind of mystify Dick Cheney. Like, he gets thrown out of Yale. His girl gives him the pep talk, and he moves to Washington, gets an internship, and becomes a congressman. It's like they just did it, and like they just wrote that in. It's like, what? Like, was it that easy to live life back in the day? You just moved to Washington and like just started talking to people. Oh, you're you're in Congress. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't know. I guess that's just more of an more of an indictment on 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 life back then in itself. But I don't know. I uh. I don't get why George Bush made him the VP. Like that was like a, another thing they kind of they should have drilled down on. Like it was a big thing, or they tried to sell it as a big thing for George Bush to talk Dick Cheney into being his VP. Why? Like Dick Cheney did nothing in his career at that point that would be like, oh, this guy is an awesome guy to have on a political ticket. Like he can't. He's not a great public speaker, right? He's not like a, a, a beloved war hero like john mccain like why the f okay why, why would you have dick Ch like why is it a big deal like obviously what it is is his corporate ties and they didn't do enough drilling into it and i don't know so my score was 0.5 out of five. Oh damn yeah i gave it 2.5 for not falling asleep <laughs> oh, and 2.5 for satisfactory acting nothing was amazing by the acting but like it was fine. Like I, I'll say this: fine. I'll give the seats we sat in five dicks. Yeah. That was that was a wonderful experience. I've never sat in one of those before. Oh, so that's like all the Long Beach theaters. That like, kicked ass, like gigantic. I felt like I was a shrunken person sitting in a normal recliner. Yeah, and they're, they're reclining, and it, dude, it's the sick, leg dude. things plop up. Like that was the most yeah. comfortable I've ever been through a movie. Go see Halloween but, though; <laughs> you'll be pretty uncomfortable fast. These my. I, the theaters, like the crowds that you're with in the Long Beach theater, are all time bad. That's what I've noticed going in going yeah, to luckily, several theaters. It doesn't seem like anybody in Long Beach right. wanted any uh, yeah. political comedies for their Christmas viewing. So if we were in we Bumble had that theater, almost to ourselves. Sure. If we would have been in, if we would have been a Bumblebee, there would have been a whole bunch of commentary. Uh, oh yeah, that's a hard pass on that. But but yeah, like the theaters, like that recline shit. There's in, then two big theaters in Long Beach that have reserved seating and like recliners and like. Yeah, it's they, sick, dude. That, it's that sick. was sweet. That yeah. was that was uh, an experience. I don't know. I I n saw stuff in the movie I didn't know. I didn't follow Dick Cheney's career like you did, so I was interested. But I don't know. I didn't find anything too particularly mind blowing about it. So I don't know. Landed on like three dicks. Wow, you. It was like two hours and twenty minutes. You enjoyed yourself. I I laughed percent of the time. What's his name? Uh, Sam Rockwell made me laugh as. W. But having didn't you realize after that that maybe just Sam Rockwell can do anything and make you laugh? Like he's just like one of those guys. Like well, yeah, he's and I'll awesome. throw him some dicks for that. I, wow. Okay. I thought you're, Christian Bale was good. You're generous know. with your dick throwing. Well, whatever. Three out of five. No, no doubt. What else did you see? I, I saw Avengers: Infinity War. 
I watched uh, Bird Bird Box on your recommendation. Oh, nice. All right, so this is a much argued and discussed movie. I, I thought that it was pretty slam dunk cool, but what do you I think? did too. And it seems like, I don't know, people were kind of split on it, at least by uh, uh, critics. It didn't, I thought the reviews were a little low compared to what I saw. I enjoyed it. Right, like, like I some thought of it the was Rotten a little Tomatoes score should yeah. have been higher. But... Some of it was a little B movie ish. Yeah, like some of the acting was like a little wooden. There were plot points that were pretty big leaps, and it's like, wait, how'd you go from this to that? And I wished because it's basically like you said, a weird epidemic breaks out, and if people don't have their eyes covered, they kill themselves. They start talking some weird shit about like, oh, it's beautiful, and their eyeballs change color, and then they just fucking kill themselves. I didn't think the killings were as gruesome as you made it out to seem. I thought it was going to be a little more graphic. Mm, okay. There were some bloody suicides, but I thought it was going to get a little more grisly. Than I it oversold did. it. My bad. But I thought it was the way. Uh, my favorite part of like any zombie movie, any zombie TV show, any sort of catastrophic thing like that is when shit reaches the tipping point where it's like, oh, fuck, this is a global catastrophe. And people running through the streets freaked out. I thought that shit they did really well. That kicked ass. That's kind of that what I'm more tense. meant to say. I thought that was really well done. I enjoyed that. I thought the acting, for the most part, was pretty good. I don't know what the fuck Machine Gun Kelly's goofy ass was doing in there. Like That was Machine I was like, yeah, this, why is this Machine Gun Kelly looking motherfucker in there? That was him, though. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, it's that like, makes sense. I don't know how I feel about Machine Gun Kelly being in movies and shit. I don't like care. If he, wants, if he wants to play someone's like sick auntie with cancer in a Lifetime movie, he looks the See, part for that. On. I got to challenge this a little bit because that's not that fair. Like they did, none of the movie rested on him. Like his character wasn't memorable. They didn't like it wasn't a lot of screen time. Like I didn't think it mattered. I didn't even know it was Machine Gun. I really was like, oh, it looks like Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Like don't even write that character out. Like he didn't even need to be there. Sure. I don't. I, all right. It and didn't do anything. Putting to me, Machine right. Gun Kelly in that like worthless character. I don't know. Made it even worse. My opinion, but I didn't whatever. care. I whatever. I, I guess I didn't even notice. But I, I enjoyed it. There, there was there were parts about like uh, things I wish that got explained that they left mysterious. So like, like what? when people are when people are inside, they can take their blindfolds off. But like, why? Why can't whatever that thing is that's making people kill themselves go inside? Yeah, like it, the the mist can't go in between the door cracks. Yeah, I hear you. I don't, I, uh, that that confuse the but shit out of me i feel like you know it's an apocalyptic movie there has to be some sort of leaps of faith taken so i but i do hear you i wish more stuff got explained by the end because it was a really cool premise it was super creepy mm-hmm. and what they pulled off well they nailed yeah so they, i enjoyed it. i give it like four dicks they that didn't was, wrap that was a fun watch they didn't wrap it up at the end as well as it could have exactly think. that's yeah. what I, I was i think it, uh, uh, another thing that i I actually wanted to get your feedback on but i'm kind of spacing out on it now so i apologize <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, I thought it was really well done how fast and, uh, intense they introduced like the apocalyptic, um, the reason for the apocalypse. Like if they had waited like an hour and that was like a big reveal, I would be like, oh, this is fucking stupid, but it just, it gets it out of the way. Like the happening, right? Like the happening is about like this unseen virus that just like takes people over. Right. Isn't that kind of how it goes or yeah. Like or, the trees release it. Right. It's like, like mother earth fighting, fighting an infection. So it releases this. And the scene that I'm referencing is that at one point, Mark Wahlberg is running away from wind. Yeah. Yeah. And like, 
when you start to explain the synopsis of this movie, you start to think, like, is that going to happen here? But they did a good job selling it up front where it's like, okay, this yeah, is Yeah, and there was more stuff that kind of like vocalized it so it wasn't just like this weird <sighs> silent thing. Yeah. And it, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say any more because it might get a little spoilery, but I'd say it's definitely worth a watch, especially because it's fucking Netflix. I know. You, know if, you don't have to go out anywhere to see it. You don't have to pay for it. It's fucking it's right there. I, I, that's another big thing. There is a level of an investment that, you're, uh, that you kind of alluded to that the Netflix and the streaming devices haven't gotten yeah. to. But also with that, like it is chill just being able to watch the shit at home. Speaking of watching shit at home, I watched that fucking Black, Black Mirror Bandersnatch as well. Oh, all right. I'm going to have to watch that. What did you think? I, I had that kicked ass. Oh, that okay. was so cool. I'm, I'm a giant Black Mirror fan. I think Black Mirror is fucking phenomenal. I'm taken aback by the uh, interactive ending shit. Like you, you know, I don't. I was I I was a little reserved going in because again, it seems a little gimmicky. But they, I like how they did it. Like if you, especially if you're watching on like a PlayStation, the controller vibrates in your hand when it's time to like make a choice. That's kind of cool. So like, it starts off small. Like one of the first decisions you make is like. How long? What how, cereal do you want for breakfast? How long is it again? It all depends. Oh, okay. I think I saw because I, I looked. I, I I glazed a couple of headlines on it. So it's a it's a Black Mirror movie. They're calling it. It's essentially just like a, a long Black Mirror episode, but it's a it takes place in '84, following a video game developer who's like who enjoys choose your own adventure books, and he wants to make a choose your own adventure video game while you're watching it as a choose your own adventure movie. Mm. Nice. Which I kind of think was the right way of going about it, too. Yeah, I mean, if you... Yeah, whatever. I mean, I guess I got to see it because it's, it's weird that, it's like, unique, right? focusing more on the gimmick of it made it less gimmicky. Mm-hmm. But it was it was done in a really cool way. And I think you can get through it depending on the decisions you make in 40 minutes. How and long did I it guess, take you? Well, there's, there, I, there's five different endings. And I think the most endings you can catch in a single viewing is four. And I think I got, I think I got the four. Because what happens is when you when you get to an ending, and it rolls the credits, it stops after like some of the main credits, and then is like takes you back to a previous fork in the story, and was like, all right, do you want to try a different path here, hmm. or there's a little option up in the corner to be like, just get me out of this, I'm done. <laughs> all right, abort, abort mission. So I sat there and clicked the paths. Until I watched enough stuff where it just rolled the full credits and then took me back to the Netflix menu. Nice. Okay. So you gave it the full effort. Yeah. I think I, I got through about like two hours or so. How did that Bandersnatch taste? Oh, it was Two hours was of Bandersnatch. I, I thought it kicked ass. <laughs> All right. Like, like there is... Is it scary? Creepy? No. Whatever? No. It's, it's just, you know, typical Eerie. black Black Mirror shit. Mm. It's just like a Twilight Zone... Ill-fated person dealing with tech, tech, technology. I thought it kicked ass. I enjoyed myself. You get four point five dicks. Solid, it was fucking solid. Solid dick count. All right. I it was something new. I I, I and I'm I'm kind of blown away on the preparation and the way they strung it all together and how difficult it must have been to fucking make it. Yeah. Uh, is the, there any the like one big guy, names in it though? I was no. trying to look this up the other day because I, it, it came out like without a lot of hype or publicity, and it just like hit the internet and people started talking about it. And I wanted to get like a crash course in it. It was kind of, I don't know. I 
I don't, I'll eat that Bandersnatch. I don't like the uh, the idea of interactive um, storytelling. I guess like I don't want to go through the. It's like the the big comic book pitch, you know? <laughs> like, or uh, like, oh, you you choose the ending. I don't like that. Like, how about you just tell me the fucking story and I'll I'll tell you if it sucked or not. Like I don't, I don't want to take res- Clark. I don't want to take responsibility for what? not liking your movie. Like something wait, new. Well, not this. Well, you didn't pick the thing that you should have to like it. Well, you should have just served it up for me. All right, I think every every way the fork takes it is is interesting. Okay, cool. Well, if Nachi's down, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can just see you two fucking yelling at each other over like which way to go. I want this one. No, I want this one. No, oh, I want this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I thought like it was I, cool. I feel like I'd win all those arguments, but yeah. Depends on who's holding point. the controller. Yeah, she never is holding the controller, let me tell you. Actually, only when we're watching <laughs> This Is Us and a million little things. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so you said 4.5? Yeah, I thought it kicked ass. That's that's pretty solid. Do you have like... um, Shuddy, what did you see anything in the theaters or on Netflix you want to review? I have not. No, nope. I I can do this quick. I saw Avengers: Infinity War last night or two nights ago. Excuse me. <clears throat> Let me guess. You hated it. I gave it a three point two five out of five. I don't have a lot of negative to say about it though. And here's the thing that I'm starting to realize: I'm I'm starting to swing back towards like enjoying watching movies. Like Vice, I hated. Yeah, but I stayed awake, and I was never a point where I was like, "All right, I want to go to sleep." Avenger, uh, Avengers: Infinity War. I stayed up. I think I took a, a quick little nap somewhere in there, but it was like real late. <laughs> I don't know. It was real late at night, but I I essentially stayed up for for a majority of Avengers: Infinity War. And what I'm getting at is like it wasn't. I never thought like, "Oh, this is a waste of my time." Like I wasn't ever bent into shape by that stuff. So I think I'm getting more and more into movies. So hopefully. 2019 is a little stronger with movies and I have better reviews and I'm seeing more of them, but 3.25 out of five. Uh, I feel like Thanos, Thanos, Thanos. I don't know how to pronounce it. Thanos, right? Thanos, Thanos. He's like oddly personable in this. And I didn't like it that much. I thought they did a good job of like the opening scene of showing like, like no one's doing hand to hand combat with Thanos, like that or Thanos. It's not going down like that. Oh, so like, after he like fucks up Hulk in a fist fight. Yeah, I guess we don't have to do spoiler, right? Like if you didn't see it by now, you're probably and listen yeah, to yeah. this podcast. We exactly. should hang out, but you're also, you know, they don't like you. I'm saying Kevin. <laughs> <Shelley>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought he was a little too personable. I didn't like the whole storyline with him and Gamora. I know it's been like in the comics and all that other shit, but it's like I, I didn't give a fuck. Uh, also like the whole, like, and I think this is part of my Captain America Civil War review, but the whole superhero on superhero crime or battle is lost on me a little bit. I want there to be like a human protagonist or a human that we're rooting for. And there really wasn't any of that, you know, you weren't rooting for the Avengers. They're not humans mostly dude. Like they're mutants or they're superheroes, (laughs) right? None of them are actually mutants. Right. Okay. Uh, so you know what I'm very saying. Very few though. of them were non-human. Right. Like Steve Rogers, right? The Captain America, and they just abandoned like his whole America getup. He went all black for this. I don't really get that. Like, it's not. Is it camouflage in space? Is that what he's going for? Whatever. Like, why can't you rock the American flag? You know, make America great again. I don't know. I because thought- <laughs> he's not Captain America anymore. He's on the run. He's a fugitive. He's uh, nomad. Okay. All right. My bad. Thank you for that. Then. All right. Well. Uh, I stand corrected on that one. Um, 
but yeah, like I like Batman is my favorite superhero because he's also he's a guy. Like he's you know well connected. What about Tony Stark? He he's a guy too, and he's my second favorite superhero. Um, <laughs> and I I enjoy like Iron Man. I think is the best superhero uh, because like every like he's got the tech savvy right of his own genius, and he's a billionaire right, and he's you know he's got cool lines and like essentially because he's got like a he's got like a blank check with superhero creativeness because he the guy is a tech genius he can just create whatever he wants so yeah. I, I like it um but yeah i don't know the most fascinating thing about this movie to me is like i, I like to sit down with all the actors in it because there's so many fucking people and like go over how much they made in the movie like you know like I imagine everybody got a pretty hefty pay cut how like how much how like i would be like yo so benedict cumberbatch you made 1.5 but uh Robert Downey Jr. made like twenty two. <laughs> how do you, how do you feel? How do you feel about that? Like, well, he kicked it off. Iron Man was the first fucking movie of the entire franchise. Yeah, and he's the most bankable and he's like guy. An EP. As yeah, sure. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like that's fast. Right, so, like, how you do know, you how do you split the pie on that? Is what I'm saying. I feel like that's well. What's the rest of your, of your review? Uh, I think Loki is a bitch. I hate that character. I'm happy. I'm like, I, I'll suck one dick for getting rid of him pretty fast that was sweet and i like that at the end they murked a whole bunch of characters i can't remember i know that i know spoiler alert i know black panther goes down does tony stark go down no no No. all the original avengers survive of course not i thought that maybe they'd want to save the tony stark paycheck on the next movie but then they need to sell the movie behind something so uh yeah 3.25 is what i give i think it's pretty good though if you like comic book movies or superhero movies you like this one i'm so we're all over the fucking place with today's show, but um, to go back on something you touched on a while ago, Jeff, I did, I fucked up seeing Chappelle at the Comedy Store on Christmas Eve, but I saw Bill Burr was headlining a bunch of shows at the Comedy Store like the week after, so I was like, oh, well, fuck it, I'll go see Bill Burr. And I got tickets for a show billed with Bill Burr, Joe Rogan, Harlan Williams, and Rob Schneider. I like Harlan. I like all those guys. Anyways. Along with, you know, just a whole bunch of other, like, comedy store regulars. And uh, I got there. I got there early because, again, I was anticipating traffic that wasn't there. So I got there early, and I'm waiting in line. And as we're going in, the one of the bouncers is talking to the guy in line behind me. And he's like, hey, what time did you end up staying here until last night? And he's like, five. He's like, oh, shit. And I'm like the fuck's going on? What are you talking about? And he's like, Chappelle was like a secret show last night. So he, he, he came back like again and did a show. I mean, it, it was pretty obvious it was him because it was like they were billing it as super secret show, mega celebrity headlining, $50 a ticket. And it's like, okay, yeah, Chappelle's been there a bunch lately. It's Chappelle. So I guess he did a show with Tiffany Haddish and John Mayer and just did one of those things where he didn't leave the stage. He just talked. He stayed he a on until 5 a.m. Like, the staff went home. I think he wrapped it up when the cleanup show, the cleanup crew arrived. That's awesome. So the guy was like, yeah, I mean, it was fucking Chappelle. I couldn't take my, I couldn't pull myself out. I was here the entire time. Did he give you, like, a review? How many dicks did he suck? I, I didn't get into the dick rating right. with him. But did, what, did he say it was awesome, or yeah. did he say it was like, He uh, said it was cool. I wish I had left yeah, a little early. he said it was awesome. That's awesome. So I, I get in there, and I'm, I'm the weirdo sitting by myself, and... They kind of put me, I was pretty close to the stage. And 
the stage at the comedy store in the main room, they've got people like sitting at the stage, like the chair, there's a chair and your table is the stage. So this drunk chick and this dude were front row center. So they're like yapping through the whole thing. And every time a comic says something funny, they put their hands up like, Ooh, like kind of like being a nuisance a little bit. Yeah. 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 So Rob Schneider and he, he was good. Rob Schneider, he kicked ass. But he started out exactly how I thought he was going to start out. What do you mean? He goes, he takes the mic and he's like, Merry Christmas. <gasps> Ooh, am I allowed to say that anymore? <laughs> like, there is nobody. Oh, I shouldn't have laughed, huh? Nobody offended by Merry Christmas. No one's offended by, even if you say Merry Christmas to somebody and they're Jewish, they're just going to say Merry Christmas back to you. I don't get this big, weird conspiracy that all of a sudden Merry Christmas is offended. Yeah. I get the joke though, right? Like there is like we are ultra PC nowadays. Yeah, but I, I feel like it's the an whole, old man joke. Like, but. ooh, I'm edgy for saying Merry Christmas has been over like I don't know, ten years ago. Okay, like, so you I think, think it's, it's a time to, joke. I think it's time to hang that one up. Like, fair enough. I, I don't know who you're arguing with, but nobody's offended by the term Merry Christmas. So let's just move on as a society. Jeez. So I I I, so I thought it was gonna be like, oh boy, here we're gonna go. Rob Schneider's just gonna be the whole like get off my lawn thing, his whole act. But he, he started talking about how Scarlett Johansson had to give up her role as, like, she took a role as playing a transgender person, but then transgender people got mad, so she gave it up. And he's like, I've known her since she was, like, 19, and she's, a, she's incredibly talented. And then the chick in the front goes like, and she's fucking hot! And he just lost it. Like, I guess he was in no mood to be interrupted, and he just derailed for about 10 minutes just laying into that chick. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. It was, was it good? Awesome. Oh, yeah. It was great. Nice. And he, so he, like, she was a valuable asset to the, to the, to the show eventually. For a bit. Like, yeah. he, took, he took her beer, and he's like, you're sitting here the fucking day after Christmas or two days, whatever it was, he's like, drinking a fucking Pabst Blue Ribbon tall boy? What the fuck does that say about you? And then she reaches over, and she had a backup. She's sitting there trashed at like nine o'clock at night, double fisting Paps tall boys. I kind of like that this was, lady. <laughs> it was fucking hysterical. <laughs> so he gets off her and Harlan takes the stage. And he, I, I was up until Bill Burr went on, I was like, I don't know how anybody's going to top that tonight. Harlan he, Williams is funny. My God, he fucking killed. It was, I don't think he did a lick of prepared material. He just did crowd work the entire time. Really? So like, That's great. You know how like when you go to a comedy show, they stack it, and it's a very fucking tight ship. And like, yeah. one comic finishes, he introduces the next comic, they immediately come out and start doing their set. So there's no real time to go take a piss and go to the bathroom. So when one comic would say, like, I'm blah, 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 thank you, thank you, and taking in the applause, lots of people would like stand up and like hunch over and just try and sneak real quick to the bathroom. Right. So Harlan gets on stage when everybody's going to the bathroom, and he's like, Sir, if you could take your seat, that would be great. Doing a show mm -hmm. here. <laughs> and he did that bit like through the whole fucking thing. So he's like, anytime someone's sitting down, he's like, all right, ma'am, if you could sit the fuck down doing a show here, that would be great. <laughs> and the chick in the front row did the thing where she puts her arms up again when he said something funny. He's like, ma'am, if you could put your arms down, that would be great. <laughs> doing a show here. You smell like onions. <laughs> did you, uh, did it land for you all? I like your Harlan Williams impression. It's. I I did solid. not I didn't stop laughing the entire time Harlan Williams was up there. He just <laughs> fucking crushed. And then when uh Joe Rogan went up, the girl I think she was like she, at this point she had to have been blacked out. 
but I, I could tell she was getting up to go and piss. And she walked the wrong way. So she walked around like the curved stage and went to the front wall, realized she fucked up and went the wrong way and she was at a dead end. And then tried to shimmy between tables that were pressed up against the wall, like just further digging into her fuck up. Yeah. Then she like realized, okay, there's absolutely no bathroom back here. There's no path to the back room, bathroom. So she stood there with her arms crossed to try and play it off like she meant to do that. And then she's like, all right, enough time has passed where I feel like I can walk to the actual bathroom. Trips over a chair and fucking face plants. Oh, man. So you're watching her the whole time, not even paying attention to what else is going on, right? I was, I was kind of taken in both. But then, you know, obviously, if someone face plants in the middle of your set in the front row, you got to draw attention to it. And security had to fucking carry her out. Yeah. Like, her like, feet, like she was that drunk or yeah. that injured? Okay, no, I got gotcha. you. Her feet were just dragging behind her, and her and her dude got kicked out. This is a Paps Blue Ribbon chick, right? Yeah. Okay. And there was this dude sitting next to them. I don't know if, if he was with them or not, but he looked like Peter Stormare. I don't know who that is. Uh, Look on. him up. He's He's been in, like, every action movie. He's always a bad guy. He's, a, he's like, uh, we want the money, Lebowski. Oh, this guy's the best. Yeah. I love this dude. All right, my bad. So he looked like him, but he was wearing this big, puffy, like, loud floral print jacket. So every comic that went on stage called him out and did jokes on his jacket. And when Joe was like riffing on that chick being carried out and everybody's laughing, this guy just turned around and was like mean mugging everybody that was laughing. So I was like, wait, does he like know that chick? And now he's pissed that she's the butt of a joke. And he was like, I was like, this motherfucker is just making mental notes of everybody he's going to (laughs) kill. Yeah, he's going to get a gun out of of his car. Clearly like some like Eastern European... European dude. He's a gang. Clearly had money, and he was not happy. Right. And I'm just like, every time he looked over, I stopped laughing. I'm like, I'm not gonna get fucking killed by f- yeah, flashy this, Peter Stormare. This isn't worth it. Fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get murked by this fool. But yeah, then Bill Burr came out and just absolutely crushed. He got me crying, like not sad crying, yeah, but like yeah, yeah. the point where there was no noise coming out of my mouth and tears streaming down my face. He just how long was slayed. he up there for? Like I don't. I, I, he was doing because I saw on Instagram. Uh, Michael Yo, who does a show at Sirius, he's a stand-up comic. He, I guess, was opening for him at a different club, so he was bouncing around to different clubs in L.A. So the schedule was all fucked up. Like Rob Schneider went up like second, and he was supposed to go up way later. So I guess people weren't showing up, and then it seemed like they after it was it must have been either Rogan or Harlan, but like I guess it was Rogan. People started thinking like, oh, I guess it's getting really late. It's like 1130. I guess Bill Burr's not coming. So people just started piecing out. That sucks. And then he just showed up out of nowhere. But I feel like Rob Schneider went on forever. Harlan went on long. Joe Rogan went on long. But they fucking gave Bill Burr the light. Like when you when you're when it's time to wrap yeah. up and they just give you that red light. You, you noticed the light, or he yeah. drew attention. to no, it? No, I I noticed it. It's like what the fuck? It feels like it was probably just because he's so goddamn good. It felt like it was only like ten minutes, but maybe it was longer. But I feel like he did a way short. And then they cut him off and gave him the light, so some like Super Mario looking dude can go up that nobody had ever heard of. Eighty percent of the place cleared out. And I was like, why don't you just fucking let him keep going? I would have sucked really for weird. the sorry, a Super Mario guy. I wonder. How I was thinking about that when I went and saw the show. I saw Dave Attell and Michael Rappaport uh, recently with my mom when she was in town. I thought I talked to you about that. Yeah, that was at the comedy store too, right? Yeah, man, they've been killing it lately. I uh, 
But I wonder, like, how butthurt, like, certain comics get if a guy goes a little longer or, like, I feel like that's a thing, right? Like, th- I th- that could turn I feel into like a fist fight. If you're, if you're Bill Burr level, nobody's saying shit. Yeah. Right. Like, Super Mario guy could have been stepped on, but, like, Rob Snyder encroaching Bill Burr's ter- uh, uh, set, too, is kind of like, or stealing some of Bill Burr's Well, I think Bill, Bill Burr showed up and just went up. Next. Gotcha, I gotcha. So he kind of big timed it a little. Showed up like Pee Wee Kirkland in the second half with a fucking mink <laughs> coat. Like, hey, yeah, whatever. That I'm means. ready to play. Yeah, oh. but I, I feel like three people get it. So I watched, I watched Super Mario, and then like I had to piss, and it was late, and I was like, all right, I think it's time for me to get out of here. And at that point, eighty percent of the people had already cleared out when Super Mario came up, and then even more people got up and left when I did. And this chick took the stage, and she's like, what the fuck? Come on, sit down. What is this? You don't like women? Blah, 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 blah. I, I wish comedy shows were structured a little differently. I wish way? when the headliner finished, that was the end of the show. So people didn't have to do the walk of shame and get called out. Yeah, that's true. Like, three hours is... I mean, it's, I appreciate you're getting, your, you're getting bang for your buck, but like... I don't know. What's the point of having like the the no names, like the red shirts, go up after the headliner? Yeah, when everybody's just piecing out. Like that's the the whole point of like the warm up acts are for them to set it up for the the headliners. And yeah, how, how who does that serve having like Super Mario go up after Bill Burr? Yeah, it's not fair for him in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, and it also sucks for cool. the audience because if you want to get the fuck out of there, you don't want to suffer through some comic you don't know who's like. Jokes are a little weak, and then you gotta get up and leave. And I don't know, I, 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 you probably Jeff wouldn't give a flying fuck. You're like, oh well, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. I get that stupid guilt of like, no, oh, I, I might... feel bad walking out on this dude. That's not true. I, I think I'd be there with you. I think I, I I'd soldier through. I, I wish comedy clubs wouldn't put because they all every comedy club follows the same fucking thing. Yeah, they all have a, an agenda or programming and standards. It's, it's that just they awkward. By. I wish I wish it was a thing. You, I wish that was an awkwardness you didn't have yeah. to face every time you go to a comedy. Club. It would be like if you went to a concert and the headliner played first, and then the opener fit rap finished it up. Yeah, like you expected me to stay here to see Silver Gun pickups. Like, get the fuck out of here! Like, <laughs> you just threw them in there. What but a weird fucking. <laughs> but uh, it's not but... even the the name of the band. I know, it's Silver which Sun is even pickups. funnier. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so you know how I feel whenever I see these assholes. No, my point, that, or another thing that I was thinking about with that is, like, maybe the Super Mario guy is really fucking good. And and if you saw him, if you were forced to see him before Bill Burr, to see Bill Burr, you'd be like, oh, wait a second, this guy's awesome. And, like, obviously he's not as good as Bill Burr, and it's a fucking impossible act to follow, but maybe it's like, nice, all right, I'm going to follow this guy, see how his career and jokes develop. Yeah, Super Mario was funny, hey, but yeah. after Bill Burr, like, what the fuck are you gonna do? Hey, yeah. what's up? It's like it's it's not fair to him. It's just like, dude, you gotta go on. You gotta follow Bill Burr. <laughs> like, great, like, yikes, dude. Okay, I gotta ask Tripoli um, about that. Run to, uh, oh, wait, I guess, run to Weiss and get some blueberries. Let's hear Shuddy Boy run his errands. Um, yeah, yeah, make your blueberries. Shuddy's on blueberry detail right now. I think oh, he I heard think, us. He I think it'll shy. be handled. Yeah, I trust that Shelby will be able to handle this <laughs> uh, blueberry yeah, dilemma. No, oh, but mind. I only ordered one case for tomorrow. Oh, this is some fucking oh, this acai, is acai bowl. Yeah. yeah, acai adventures. So Shelby boy fucked if you up. Could, 
uh, order some or go get some. That would be dope. Did you order the strawberries right. that I forgot to order? <laughs> Thanks, Ali. Bye. Oh. You done, you done, Shay? Right. So I don't know why the microphone didn't mute like it's supposed to. One it quick was question. Funny. at me uh, that I had muted, so I apologize for that. Two questions. One, is Hallie old enough to ask how nice her boobs are? And two, if she is, how nice are her boobs? I'm not answering either of those questions. How many Hallie boob dicks would you suck? <laughs> I'm not getting uh, involved in that conversation Fair of, about one of my 20-year-old employees. Hmm. No. Uh, I don't blame you. But she probably doesn't listen. I'm gonna she I'm should. gonna venture on the side of saying they're nice, Jeff. All right, I'm gonna Facebook Hallie Acai Bowls and see what I find. <laughs> yeah, that's her name. Yeah. Well, you better hope you guys aren't friends on Facebook, or I'm gonna fucking uncover this this little Jesse. I also took it upon myself to do a, an LA goober move on Christmas. I've never visited any set locations, but I figured Christmas was a good time to go check out Nakatomi Plaza. Not from Die Hard. All right. How was it? Were there other fucking nerds there like you? Yeah. All right. I well, drove by. Did you bond with anyone? Because it's in Century City, and it's in kind of like a industrial kind of area. So I took my. I put it's a, it's at like Fox Plaza. So I put that into my GPS, and I get there, and there is just nowhere to park. Not there. They just don't even allow street parking anywhere near it. So I'm like, wow, what the fuck am I going to do? So I had to drive. I was driving around like a three-block area for like 20 minutes just trying to find anywhere I can park my car. Everything was no parking. And then you got to places where it's no parking. But if you like lived in the area and you have a residential permit, you can park there. So I had to park um, a mile and a half away. Bummer. <laughs> Bummer. And just walked it. But I was like, fucking whatever. I made the effort. And it was kind of just like, yep. That's See a nice little that's, Christmas Day workout. That's a building. I kind of get why I don't go visit uh, movie locations. Yeah. It's just like, yep. Nothing of note. That's a building. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, my, I'm, I'm friends with a dude who just, that's what he uses all of his free time for. He just fucking goes to the mall parking lot from Back to the Future, or the house from Wonder Years. Like, everything that was filmed in L.A., he's been there, like, multiple times. He goes to the fucking desert where they, like, Bill Shatner had a fight with some alien or some shit in Star Trek and hangs out there and, like, reenacts the scenes. Was he, um... I'm, I, I see why, after eight years in L.A., I, I've, this is my first time doing it and probably my only time. He's from out of town, obviously. Yeah, he's a Philly dude. So do you think he's, like, serving up his Instagram audience or his friends back home who are also film nerds? I mean, that's the I'm, only I, I would bet that's 50% that. of it. The other 50%, he's actually legit that dude. Yeah, well, I mean, it's obviously. I think it's both could be a hundred percent true. I just feel like, like, there's no one in, like, you're not getting laid off of those kind of stories, right? It's not like, hey, I went to, hey, what did you do this weekend? I went to, yeah, I went to where they shot The Shining that one time. Well, he somehow has that department taken care of. Well, he's got like an out of his league girlfriend that goes with him and all that shit. Oh, well, fuck. All yeah, right. exactly. Well, never mind. Maybe, maybe he knows something you don't. Maybe you should get some pointers from this guy. Instead, <laughs> instead of trashing him, uh, learn a little bit from his game. Oh, so get this shit. So when I'm leaving the comedy store after the Bill Burr thing, I hear some chick talking to one of the mm -hmm. bouncers about how, like, 
Uber was taking her to Fresno or some shit. Like there was some weird hiccup going on with Uber that was like instead of the destination being her house that she entered, it was like you're going to Fresno. And I just heard this real quick in passing, and the bouncer going like, "Oh, I heard somebody else say that." So I, I walk like anytime I'm leaving somewhere, like a concert venue or something like that, I'll usually walk a couple of blocks so I'm not. And the Uber line. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hear you. So I call the Uber and I'm waiting for it, and it's like around the corner. So I'm like, "Oh, fucking sweet, things not moving, just sitting there." And then all of a sudden, my destination gets switched to fucking Fresno. Not is even an like address. The, is that like the headquarters of of Uber? I have no fucking idea. Did you but Google I'm like, this? I'm like, what is this shit? Right. So Uber I'm I'm waiting Fresno. for since I'm only around the corner from where the driver is. I'm like, I'll, I guess I'll just wait and we'll hash this out when I get in. Obviously, I don't want to go to fucking Fresno. Pussy. The, Ten minutes go by, and the car doesn't move anywhere. So I try calling it, and I try texting, and nothing's working. Like, I can't call it. It's ringing. Nobody's answering. So I canceled it and called another Uber, and I got the same fucking driver saying it's going to take me to Fresno again. So I canceled that and just got a lift. I get home, and I'm a little, I'm a little buzzed up because I was pounding beers at the comedy store, hit my vape pen. So were you ever, did you ever go to Fresno? No, okay. I made it home to Studio City, but I checked my email. I got a fucking $277 charge for canceling that thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm closing one eye to try and like see straight. Pushing oh, you were the that, buttons. You were that bent. A little bit. Yeah, I got the spins when I got home and smoked a little more. So it takes me to a thing that's like, do you want to dispute this charge? I'm like, yeah, dispute it. And it's like, oh, you've already disputed. This is your disputed fee. $277 for going zero distance. Isn't that fucking weird? Yeah. Yeah, that's way weird. Did you get your money back? I did. But then I saw that they were still trying to charge me like a $6 cancellation fee. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Yeah, that's ridiculous. So I think I'm just to play it safe, I'm just going to use Lyft from now on. It's a good idea, buddy. All right, well, I feel like we should wrap this up shortly. I guess we can do our uh, our best of 2018 shit. We'll do some of that in Patreon. Yeah, I. Uh, well, you guys said you didn't do much homework on this. I did. I did some. I, I got did, some. I did a little bit. I uh, I don't have much in the way of video games, though. I have well, mo- my movies of the year and, and streamies, the things that I think people should I stream. Was, I was thinking maybe we should have our own version of the Dundies every year when we're wrapping it up. The poopies? The, the poopies, yeah. Yeah. I uh, wish we thought about this. I know. I thought of it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, well, we'll save that for 2019. Yeah. Well, the poopies coming yeah. to you uh, December 30th, <laughs> 2019. Year from today. <laughs> but let's bang out a couple. Voicemails. Yay. I know people have been getting a little antsy. People are calling and leaving them, and we're just people not gonna fucking playing so them. People are going to be so bent in a shape that, that some of our awards are going to be for the, the paid episode. And no, I'm going to blame whatever. it all on you. That's fine. I'll tell no, you. if they want to hear, Uh-oh. they can. You know, they can. They have the ability to. Uh oh. It's fucking crashing, guys. No more voicemails, guy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm eating some truffles. Oh boy, this is weird. So shit is. Uh, everything is marked as played. So I don't know where we left off with this shit. I don't know. Let's try this. Gonna be oh. Avengers Infinity War art review. Oh fuck me! It won't let me play any of them. Oh, 
The voicemail server said, fuck your voicemails. I guess so. All right. Sorry, guys. Fuck us. You have any I can emails? Even see, I can even see from like the little sample they do of translations. Uh, J, we're missing a call from JJ from PA and Pyro. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll try and fi- fi- figure this out by the next episode. All right. Let's see if there's any fucking emails. God damn. I have to pee and poop. Email time. Motherfucking email time. Uh, this is from James Frank. Says, hey boys, just wanted to send you an email thanking you for all the great content over the years. I've been a Patreon member since the beginning, and I am in the second year of the Fantasy Football League. This is Miles High Club. I uh, said he drives two hours plus every day to get to work, and I'm in my, in my car a lot. Due to being a foster dad and having to take our kids to all kinds of visits and doctor's appointments and listening to the show makes my time fly by. How do you listen to this show with kids in the car? The way all three of you shoot the shit reminds me of myself and two closest friends. My buddy ended up passing away a week before my wedding five years ago, but your show makes me think about him and all our good times. So keep up the great work. James from Ohio. I'm happy you get Second place, soldier. James from Ohio. Second place? What do you mean? Oh, oh, we he have got, the results. Yeah, he uh, he he came in second. Oh wow! One win away first. from the championship. Who's who's the like, champion? Dominic. Oh shit! Suck on my dick! Shout out to Dominic. Yeah, congrats to winning the Pua Fell Arts' brother beat me in the championship as I was reporting in real time last year. You fucking loser. Week. Yeah, I'm real bent out of shape about it, but I don't know. What can you do? You win some, you lose some. I'll be back in gay-ass fantasy next year. So Miles High Club came in second, and then Tim was in third? Yep, Tim was in third. Right on. All right. Uh, And you, the the highest scoring team with the best overall season record, came in seventh place. Yeah, look at that. I fucking... (laughs) I fucking overperformed and ended up with my dick in my hand. Who saw that coming? <laughs> I could not believe that. I was like, I'm scrolling through the, the standings. I came in higher than you. Uh, uh, and I was like, he, he got seventh through all those consolation games after losing that first playoff game. He just lost them all. Uh, <laughs> that's rough, buddy. Yeah, well, fantasy football is a cruel world, and probably even cooler for kevin i'll be i'll be back next year to get spit roasted by all the dicks (laughs) yeah i'm already looking forward to fantasy football 2019 (laughs) Uh, all right well we got to bang out patreon so uh we're gonna try and time this out perfectly to where shuddy boy's future mother-in-law walks in as we're starting it yeah and we're gonna That'll be a Patreon exclusive. We're going to spill all of Shuddy Boy's secrets to her and see how she handles them. Yep. I was booger eating. Did you know your future Gabriel's. son-in-law has a giant bush? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to hear that. What? The worst part about it is she she likes me very much, so it might not sully her opinion of me. But she uh, doesn't Hates think- bushes. Uh, no, no. Um, she's very much. She just says whatever comes to mind. Okay. So it something you tell her would probably come out 
at a time that I would feel to be very poor. Sounds so, like a like, good grandma. Mentioning yeah. that Bush thing, like it, she might mention it at, you know, a kid's birthday party. Grandma <laughs> sounds awesome. She oh, should you, be a listener. <laughs> did you hear what uh, George W. Bush said? Well, speaking of Bush, my future son-in-law. Yeah. Dick's Bush is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, check out, go to uh, patreon.com slash madscientistpartyhour. You can sign up. It's five bucks a month, and we do an extra mini episode every week where we're just about at our year mark. So there's a year's worth of Patreon shows that you get access to if you've never signed up. You can hear them all. We're going to be off next week, so um, if you need some shit to catch up on, bam, it's right there waiting for your ass. Uh, and also go to riotcast.com and check out all the other fantastic shows that are on this network with us. And if you got a free sec, why don't you go over to iTunes, hook us up with a uh, five-star review, and subscribe. That way, our iTunes dick looks that much bigger. If you want to be a part of voicemails, yay! All you have to do is call 201-472-0139, and hopefully I can figure out how to fix this shit. But if you want to just send an email, it's Mad scientist at riotcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Kraft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff for our Records. And <laughs> at MSPH Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for a fantastic 2018. Thank you, Jeff and Shuddy. I am honored that I get to do this show with you guys every <laughs> week. Yeah. yeah, the pleasure is uh, all mine. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. You guys put up with a lot of my shit. Uh, and I, mean, I only Bush. quit three or four times in 2018. Well, let's see if we can break that uh, record I, in 2019. Which, well, I think that was <laughs> down from 2017. So, you know, we're I think we're trending in the right in the right direction. But it's it's always fun doing <laughs> this with you guys, and I look forward to it. Um, so, thank you guys for keeping this going as long as we have, and you know, the Puminati for being as dope as they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I uh, echo your guys' sentiment. Special shout out to the Puminati. They're awesome. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys. And until next time, something. Fucking irregular to me. Those headphones got some bad juju on them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not feeling the. Headphone chi on that one. Hey, hey, are these hey, new? Hey. Did you get new headphones? No. Did you get are these? Are these Christmas gifts that I'm wearing? <laughs> <laughs> There's, I've in the these are the original headphones for the same eight years. I've just occasionally had to change the uh, the little poofy plops that go over your ears, the little cushions. I feel like I'm wearing up to date poofy plops. I think I might have seen. Uh, like uh, James Gunn walk out of here with some frayed le- leather fragments stuck to his neck. <laughs> Headphone like, shrap metal. Oh shit! Time to time to replace the cushions. Shrapnel. Let's get fucking shutty me. bitch ass on here. Hashtag shutty shutdown. How long does Trump have to go down the line before he starts making the sh- the hashtag shutty shutdown? Uh, I think he would go through the millions for sure. I mean, if not billions. Uh, I don't know. How far are we away from the top here it's this that, podcast? It's that bearded booger eater, shuddy boy. He shut the government down. Totally. Um...
Wow. Yeah. There's, there's some real dick kickery happening right now. You getting a big pig skin dick in your ass? Yeah, and here's the thing is that it's stupid for me to be betting when I'm recording the MSPH podcast because I've had this theory for oh, a long gee. time. That's an actuality. I just run bad in gambles during the MSPH recording. Well, I told you about how my, my grandpa used to race horses. Like he was a jockey or he owned one? <laughs> no, he, he like owned horses and raced them at like Mammoth Park and shit. And I think he started in like the late, early to late 60s. Hey. And he kept doing it right up until he died. And it got to a point where I stopped being invited to the races because they lost every time I was there. Yeah, you're a bad juju. Yeah. So I got... I, was, I can see that. I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying here. I was the, I'm the Tiffany Trump of the family. So they, they banned me from all, all like family outings for like, cause the, 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 the living room, like my grandpa's living room had all these framed pictures of every time a horse won being in like the winter circle and shit. Right. Did they have like an effigy for you? <laughs> I don't even think they wanted to speak my name. Like a fucking voodoo doll they were torturing to get, to bring them good chi. Like if, if, not only was I not invited to any of the races, but I'm I'm willing to bet if my name came up at the track one of those days, they they would just sub in like Voldemort or something for my name. Every time you say races, I just immediately think racist. I don't know why. Maybe maybe I'm in a dark place today. Maybe. Do you need some CBD gummies? I don't think that'll help. I do. I probably would need marijuana. Lions. I have some. Lions up fourteen nothing. Who would have thought? Shuddy, how are you feeling on this fine Sunday? I'm all right. Tired. Oh, Shuddy's got, otherwise. A, Shuddy's got a big day ahead of him. I, I know. Stressed and worried. Yeah, I know what's going Did on. Something happened with the Eagles? But, uh, yeah. The Eagles have to win today, and the Vikings have to lose today in order for the Eagles to make the playoffs. What happens if the Eagles win and the Vikings win? Then the Eagles don't make the playoffs, and the Vikings make the playoffs, and then I'll be a sad boy. Yep, I'm just a sad boy. <laughs> yeah, sad boy. That's pretty much it. Uh, Where we're at. Well, I'm slightly rooting for you, Shuddy, and your team. Thanks. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I haven't taken a crap yet today, <laughs> and I might have to during the podcast. So, all right, I feel you. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're all we're talking the similar shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're yeah, in and, the same lane. And, uh, you know, my future mother-in-law is coming over for dinner tonight. Who knows if she'll be here while, if she'll come in like a hurricane while we're recording. It could, everything, it's, everything's going to be, it's going to be an interesting one today. Oh, fuck yeah. Is she a hurricane bringer? She is, like, she's very sweet, but she is out of her mind. Have you have you finished nailing down the uh, the shutters? <laughs> yeah, she's like the fucking shutty storm. <laughs> no one. I mean, there was talk that we would have dinner with her tonight. It was never told to me that it was confirmed. Zach just was like, "Min is coming over later." I go, "Oh, wonder what time." I text Sharon, who's at work. She said, "I told her any time after three. and it's almost three. Okay. Yeah. Oh damn. So it could we could. Very well land an exclusive interview for today's Patreon. 
Really? Uh, no, no, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely. Talk to the hurricane in law. Yeah, we can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be great. What do you think about Shuddy Boy and his addiction to gay porn? She wouldn't even know who you were talking about when you said Shuddy Boy. Like, ah, she it took her, her eyes? it took her months <laughs> of being friends with me on Facebook to realize that I was Dick Miller. What? She just thought you were just some you run of the mill dick. Yeah, yeah, she's a, like, regular, dick a regular Miller? dick, just a crusty old dick. <laughs> Look at this bugger eating dick. Woo. I feel like this could go on. We can we can bridge this until 2019 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> this could be a New Year joke. Um, well, Shady, can you hear this? I sure can. It's a hot button. Hot button. <coughs> well, I'm sufficiently fluffed. <sighs> I might use a whole lot of racist slurs during this podcast. Not directed at anyone in this <laughs> podcast. More football players. That are happening on the side screen here. I want to fucking kill myself. You know. <laughs> Why? Who are you betting on today? All of them. I, I've been doing this really profitable move for the past few weeks. That's not profitable this week. Which is doing teasers. Where you take six points off of a line. Uh, I mean the NFL is real hard. It's been real tough on me this year. But these teaser plays have been really profitable. And the Packers. And Lions game is surprising, and I really thought the Saints would be doing much better, too. I know Drew Brees wasn't playing, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, Fuck why me. would the Saints be doing that much better with – be doing better than they are with the Bridgewater? Well, Bridgewater is a much it, better quarterback. What, who than, did you bet on in the Lions and Packers game? Jeff, Packers. Bet, Jeff bet against why? the Harlem Glo- Globetrotters today. Because the Packers are at home. The Packers outgained them by double last time they played. The field goal kicker missed four field goals. So it was a lot of dumb luck for the Lions. They also were minus three in the turnover differential. And I thought that Aaron Rodgers would play a full game in his final game of the season in Lambeau Field. And pretty much all of that is inaccurate, and it's not going that way. Deshaun Kaiser has more Hang on attempts. one second, guys. Work is calling. Fucking assholes. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Hang on. <laughs> Hello? Shut hey, it. what's up? It's an up? acai emergency. We are out of you acai. not, but I can throw it on real quick. We need you to go to the Brazilian rainforest. <laughs> sure, I'll do it right now. <laughs> and get more acai. You're welcome. We're, we have, right. uh, yeah, here's the code to the machete. <laughs> you can just get that in the office, in the Brazilian office. And... Then we need you to go to Peru and pick up some granola. <laughs> of course. You need Peruvian granola if you're going to have a legitimate... Of course. Yeah. It's got to be Peruvian granola. Don't, any, don't get any of that bullshit that's cut with fucking baby powder. We <laughs> yeah. want the real Peruvian granola. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that bitch-ass watered-down granola from Trader Joe's. <laughs> Oh man, Woo! we have a lot to cover. I tell tonight. you what, I took some. I took a, a whole bunch of notes. I have a couple reviews. We have. Oh, I got lots end, of reviews. We have year-end things to discuss. We got big shit. Oh, I'm, gonna I'm drink. glad you guys are prepared. Big and, shit and big dicks. I did some homework. Um, I I didn't have a chance to do any homework. Are we almost ready to record? I mean. Fucking, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm drinking my coffee. It's fucking 11, 15 a.m. What's, I'm drinking what? coffee out of my Mad Scientist Party Hour coffee mug. I'm inviting myself to your to your booze. Where? What are the options and what, what can happen? Uh, well, there's a couple bottles of wine over there in the corner. 
Uh, there's some rum. That's an appetizer. Okay, now we're uh, talking. Some vodka. Let's see. It might be a little bit of whiskey. And then in the fridge, there's like, I got a, a big box of fucking Blue Moons. I got so, I think there might be one of those Christmas beers left. Some stuff that Boognish left here. Okay, I'll get I'll get one of those beers. I think. Uh, yeah. I would say Kevin that you're like a scolios ridden John Lovitz and Keebler Elf hybrid. <laughs> From Los Angeles, California, we're the Mad Scientist Party Hour. <laughs>